music, history, faith, life, minutia, and more right here, right now on Incredulous Inklings with me, Gary Ryan. This podcast is powered, as always, by Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm, the free podcasting app. It's easy. It's free. It's worth a try. If you want to start a podcast, this is the place to go. Anchor.fm. Check it out today. Download the app or go to Anchor.fm to begin your podcasting journey today. All right. Hello, folks. It's Monday. And uh, yeah, it's it's like uh, podcasting by bombardment. Um, this is the third podcast in five days I'm putting together, and uh, it's mainly because there's so much going on, and just things come to my head, and you know, I just, just things I want to talk about, and uh, this was something that was kind of brewing yesterday. Uh, today is Monday, the 26th of September. And uh, we're just starting off a new year, according to the Jewish calendar, 5783. Um, and uh, so anyway, um, wow, you know, just heavy stuff going on. Uh, so heavy, I'm even foregoing the face palm for today. Um, that's how much I want to talk about this and how serious of a topic it is. Um, All right. So, there's a lot going on in the world, as you know. Uh, You'd have to be living under a rock in order to not understand that. Some people do choose to live under a rock. But most of us are at least on some level aware of what's going on and uh, it's troubling no matter what um, political or social viewpoint you take it's matters that are concerning and uh, so anyway um, I think I can speak for both sides of the ideological aisle here uh, with today. Um, Talking about fear again. Now, I know I've dealt uh, with this before, talking about how crippling fear is. But the other frustrating part is that fear is so prevalent as a motivator slash manipulator Uh, by people who have power, influence, control. Um, I'm not not limiting this to the political spectrum. Um, And I'm not limiting it to uh, here in America because we see it all over the world. But... um, yeah, hey, a thought just popped in my head in regards to this. Uh, anyway, um, it's so, so permeating in life today, in the world, and how sad that is. I've talked before about 
the need to learn how to turn off the voices that speak the language of fear uh, and really uh, gonna just hammer that point home again. Um, you know, we, we shouldn't be ignorant of what's going on around us. We shouldn't turn everything off and keep it off and, you know, just live in some dark cloud. But we have to understand that we don't need to bombard our brains 24 7, 365 with the worst case scenario and the bad side of the news and the scary things. And that's what the media does. Uh, it, it started as sensationalism. I'd say the trend really began back in maybe the late 70s, early 80s, where there was a switch from uh, reporting facts, if you're talking about the news media, and it switched to sensationalizing it, making it something that is going to really hit you hard emotionally, and it's going to have a tremendous uh, emotional and mental impact on you. Um, so, um, really, uh, to illustrate this point, um, got to tell you a little story, going, uh, backtracking a little bit, and uh, going off the, the core issue here a little bit, but... Um, as you can probably tell by the tagline that I use every episode, be excellent not only to yourself but to each other. And that is for those of you who are in the know, uh, kind of a takeoff, my own spin off of a line from a really ridiculously silly, stupid movie called Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. It was... Um, it's one of these movies that was just really bizarre and it was just meant as kind of a comic relief. Um, the plot line is kind of sketchy. When I say sketchy, it's kind of hollow. Um, the punchlines are cliche. Um, it's just like a, a, an 80s teen culture type of movie. It's silly. It's stupid. Um, I'm a big fan of it because every now and then you just need silly and stupid. <laughs> uh, seriously, you just need a break from this, the heaviness, uh, the seriousness of life and just, you know, spend your time watching something fun and ridiculous and pointless movie really is pointless but it had the great punchline yeah that, that was that was the one character bill that was his line be excellent to each other um, and that phrase helped uh, create this 
great utopian society in, the, in Bill and Ted's future. Um, okay, so Equally as Stupid was the sequel to the movie, which was Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. And, uh, yeah, I found the movie quite bogus. But, you know, even in the stupid movies, sometimes you find a line that's just like, whoa, that was an awesome line. You know, really super good line. And this was the case in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Uh, 99.9% of the movie was just an absolute waste of time. Um, but there was this one great line where the protagonist in the movie uh, enters the picture and his objective is to destroy this utopian society that Bill and Ted have created because he just finds it really meaningless and shallow and irritating. And so he was going to establish his own order in a very, uh, very totalitarian way. And so, you know, as he takes over um, uh, the school that is teaching this utopian way of life, um, he gives a speech to his supporters and he says, what is the fuel? Everyone answers, fear. What is the motor? Discipline. What is the ideal? Order. Okay, so, you know, that set the picture up for his desire to create his own future. All right, uh, and, and to enslave everyone else to his ideal. Okay, but that was such a moment of Hollywood style truth is just fear is the fuel fuel burns okay anything that you put into a body whether it's your own human body or a car or uh, anything that creates energy the fuel is what makes it go fear is what makes evil, bad, negative, go. Uh, it helps ensure control and order. It's the ideal. Okay? Um, this is what has been in play for decades now, is a culture of fear. And I mean, we, we see it in our society, not just in news reporting, not just in um, political agendas, not just in social ideals, but it's all around us. And everyone tries to incorporate some element of fear in order to drive their point across to grab your attention and then make you go, oh no. And you want to avoid that. You want to avoid whatever that thing is. And so you become compliant to whatever the ideal is, which usually, at least initially, the ideal is not spoken of. Just fearful things. Uh, 
this point of fear, that point of fear. And it, it it's propaganda and it just feeds and feeds and feeds. And you pour that into your engine and then eventually you become disciplined to the concept of fear. You become submissive to it. And so in the end, there is someone else's order. Um, we've seen this in history uh, with despotic um, totalitarian rulers like Hitler and Stalin and Pol Pot and Mao Zedong and uh, you know, to a lesser degree uh, we saw it with the apartheid system in South Africa and the uh, resistance against the solidarity movement in Poland and I, we've seen it over and over and over and over and over and over again and eventually there has to be resistance to it uh, in order to break that cycle so at any rate um, you know we've become so conditioned to fear and my wife and I were talking a little bit about this uh, earlier, um, it's become, it's permeated, it's saturated our societal paradigm. Um, you know, my wife was talking about how just simple things like uh, everybody, there's such a heavy focus on mental health, and mental well-being, and yes, that's true. We should. Uh, do our best to cultivate uh, mental well-being to you know protect ourselves from uh, things that can harm us uh, emotionally, mentally, psychologically. But yet we give in to so much and so we end up in conflict and we end up with issues. And usually it's, um, you know, labeled as mental issues. And, you know, oftentimes it is. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just a lack of um, self-control, self-awareness, and uh, the willingness to break out of that cycle. But, uh, you know, you have things like... uh, products being made to cater to people to help them try and feel sheltered and safe and secure uh, like the ostrich pillow google that I'm not going to describe it here but seriously google the ostrich pillow bring up an image of it um, it boggles the mind um, you have the way the clothes are designed now um the latest trend, especially amongst younger people, um, both my daughter and wife were telling me, is to dress up in, you know, like, okay, it's it's warm, it's summertime, so you're dressed in shorts, but you need to protect yourself, so you wear a hoodie. And it's not just a hoodie, it's a special design of the hoodie, like the, the hood is uh, double-lined, um, and sometimes there's extra padding sewn into uh, the front. 
in order to convey this idea of almost like you're putting on armor to protect yourself uh, from just all the horrific things that are going on in the world today. Um, so anyway, you know, my wife and I are talking about this uh, Sunday morning, and she said, you know, we see these things here. You know, we we see stuff like this here with kids reacting to. Uh, the stress that they face in their lives um, here in a small, you know, not so heavily populated area in northeastern Pennsylvania. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's quite a few people here, but for the most part, people are kind of spread out. Um, so my wife said, you know, I wonder what things are like in the major cities. And I got my answer later on. I went to pick up my my two oldest kids at their place of work saw a New York Post on uh, the newsstand there in their business, and it talked about the front page article was all about how um, there's a huge surge of people who are seeking psychological counsel for their kids five, six, seven, eight-year-old kids because of the horrific things that they're bombarded with every day. Uh, the article said, you know, they're, they're daily exposed to, um, you know, beatings, homelessness, um, people defecating and urinating in public, uh, fornication, public fornication, um, violent crime all these things that they witness and that they are starting to crack under. And as a result, there's a glut of children being fed into the mental health industry uh, in order to seek relief, in order to seek a way of coping. I thought, how sad. And this is how bad things have come because we have not learned how to turn off the fear. Um, fear has a voice. If you don't listen to it, you have stripped it of its power. Now, it's true that you might succumb uh, by force to you know, some unpleasant ideal or system, but um, so much of things is all based on conditioning. Um, yeah, the Bolshevik Revolution didn't happen just in a few short days in 1917. It had built from the days of Karl Marx uh, back in the 1890s to that point. And it was a large militant group that bided their time and, you know, raised their voices subtly enough times and enough ways and enough places to the point where eventually... 20 years later, they were now powerful enough to seize the government and establish their control. 
Same thing in uh, in Nazi Germany. You know, the 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 Nazi Party was born uh, by most accounts in 1924, 1923, um, but did not gain power until 1928, and Hitler and Hess and Himmler and the other Nazi leader, leaders, um, you know, they, they bided their time and they slowly but surely gained power, gained seats in the Reichstag to the point where eventually they were in control and they were able to quell any other dissenting voice. Uh, the, the, the rise of, of the Nazi movement was really tremendous, very quick in that it happened in um, roughly 10 years. That's not a long period of time. It was very, it was a, it was a system and they, yeah, Hitler and Himmler and Hess and uh, the others, they weren't dummies. Uh, They, they knew, they know, they knew how to shape people's thinking, but it always began with fear. Um, you know, the, the very beginning of the movement was speaking out about how terrible the uh, the Jews were, how terrible the uh, Weimar Republic was, this imposed system of democracy that had been uh, uh, decreed over Germany and uh, established by the Allied forces of World War One. Um, the economic uh, oppression that happened, uh, you know, is all a systematic setup. And that's what we have today. Um, not necessarily for political gain, but you think about how, uh, how, how fear was utilized in handling of the COVID situation. Now, I'm not going off on a political rant. Um, I'm not going off on a political tangent or anything like that. I'm just merely saying that COVID was presented as the worst thing imaginable. You know, no, nobody was talking about uh, pneumonia or AIDS or cancer or tuberculosis or heart disease or any of these other conditions that could take your life. It was COVID, 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 COVID. Yeah, you got to protect yourself from COVID. And it was made out to be the worst thing in the world. Yes, a lot of people succumbed to it. A lot of people passed from it. I know a couple of people. It was terrible. But it was not the worst thing that mankind has ever faced. It was not the the most pestilent plague that has ever come across the face of the earth. And that's the way that it was presented and still is today. I mean, yeah, you still have shadows of that being whispered. And we became so conditioned to it, you know, um, we gave away so many freedoms and so many rights in the name of safety, in the name of 
protecting ourselves from COVID, um, from the almighty, you know, little spiky monster. And that's just the way it developed. Um, and you see the end result now. Um, we still have not recovered economically. We still have not recovered emotionally, psychologically, um, societally. Um, we're, we're still struggling. We're still swimming uphill. And, uh, you know, we, we did a number on ourselves simply because we listened to the voices. Uh, again, I'm not saying that everything that was said about COVID was bad or wrong or uh, paranoia. Um, you know, we, you know, but I, on the whole, I think we did a very bad job at handling the crisis. Um, but again, that's something that now we have to deal with and figure out how to unwind and you know, grow past. So anyway, my point again is don't bombard yourself with the voice of fear. Don't bombard yourself with the constant message that everything that's happening in the world is bad and evil and horrible and uh, traumatic. Because it's not. There are many good, good things still left in this world. Spend time focusing on those things. Spend time meditating and thinking upon those good things in this life. Uh, think about faith. Think about uh, that piece of music that just really motivates you. Think about... Uh, that activity or hobby that you just really enjoy and helps you relax and unwind. Focus on those things. All right, well, I've got to end this here. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this, and I hope that you know you understand where I'm coming from. Um, again, um, unless something odd happens I'll plan on uh, on putting together another podcast on Thursday uh, in the meantime uh, I want to wish you all the ha- a good week and uh, remember anytime you want to listen to one of these episodes any episode here of Incredulous Inklings just simply go to anchor.fm backslash Gary hyphen Ryan 7 Uh, This episode and the other two that I've done over the last two days, or the last five days, they're there too, so you can go and listen to those. All right. Well, God bless you all. Have a wonderful week, and I hope you enjoy uh, join me next time. In the meantime, as always, remember, please be excellent, not only to yourself, but to each other. Take care.